0: destruction and mass corruption the souls of suffering men clutching on deaf ears again rapture
1: is coming it's all a prophecy and if i gotta be sacrificed by the greater good then that's what it gotta be me. what is up internet it's hard for a good man to be king my name is matthew
0: kroll and imagine a little kid like me from oakland believing in fairy tales my name is shaheer dowd
2: don't scare me like that colonizer what, <laughs> what? Stephen Van Patten into the building. Oh, <laughs> wow. And this surprise, is the surprise, only surprise.
1: podcast about movies specifically the film Marvel's The Black Panther. Yeah, it's not the title. That's every I want to <laughs> say it like that because it's so funny how I've noticed this press cycle, they make it a damn point Marvels the Black Panther. They keep Panther. saying Marvels the Black Panther. I'm like, you're not saying Marvels Thor Ragnarok. You're not saying Marvels Thor the Dark World.
0: It's also it's not the is it? It's not a it's not the Black Panther. No, it's Black Panther. Yeah, it's just Black Panther.
2: SVP, what up, buddy? Uh, hi, fellas. Uh, nice to be here in uh, beautiful uh, Astoria, Queens. And that is
1: right. You 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 took the the long ass trek from Brooklyn, and we appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, and we even
0: let you have a quote at the beginning. You're the only guest to have done you're that. You're
1: the which- only. Guest have I? ever yeah. had a quote? Wow,
0: I think maybe. I mean, how many times have you been on? You've been on a few times now, so. I think uh, no, you just
1: once for we just once, yeah. Oh, is it just the one time? Yeah, I feel we like, well. Well,
0: we used to do we used to be on Matt's podcast together occasionally, so I feel like there's more there's a little bit of backstory. No, we have a we have history, we have a history, yeah, uh, which is going to get tested today, I'm sure.
1: Well, if we're testing something of Marvel ilk, I felt it was only uh, in you know, just it was very important to get someone who has been uh. A, a cohort of mine in in the love of all of these things since since forever. Uh, SVP, you uh, and I, we talked about this before the recording. You are my longest term friend in New Ever? York City. Ever? In New York that? City. Yeah. We've known each other for 11 years, 11, 12 something Ish, like that something like that
0: and so then the origin story of Matt Crawl the as soon as you landed in New York as soon as you got off the bus you know with the midnight cowboy theme song playing in the background right 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 right, right. svp was the first person you met at new york port authority
1: svp was the first person that i met uh, <laughs> that i sort of still stay in contact with i feel like at mtv OK, uh, we yeah. worked together on TRL. He was stage managing uh, that and, and new stuff and whatnot. And I was a lowly intern yeah. that the um, that he and the uh, the good um, ladies and gentlemen of the of the studio adopted. And I was paying down there for a while when they were doing a lot of live. Yes, stuff. Yes, you are. And, uh, and and in full cycle, TRL has come back and you're still, <laughs> you're still at MTV. <laughs> and we're still, well, I, yeah, uh, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. um, not. Oh, but, good for you. Yeah. made it out. You, you've escaped. <laughs> um, but yeah, SVP, uh, you uh, not only are one of my uh, best New York friends, but also you are a horror writer. You yes, are- I am. Uh, uh television uh, stage director, and you also uh, host your own podcast called Beef, Wine, and Shenanigans. That still is
0: correct. Still a great title. Yeah. Still makes me want beef, wine, and maybe some shenanigans every time I, I, I hear it. I feel like
1: you—you you would like the
0: you. <laughs> I like the beef and wine, maybe not the shenanigans. Like, I maybe don't know. Shena- yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on his
2: mood.
1: <laughs> yeah. but but you've been—you've uh, been—you uh, and I've been uh, uh, of the same sort of ilk of sort of entertainment and sort of bonded over that over the course of the years.
2: Well, yes, yeah, so it definitely well. Well, let's clarify. It did start with alcohol,
1: of course, oh, of course. <laughs> we started used to, with alcohol, yes. and it
2: just kind of built from there. Started it was with like, a kiss, it was yeah. Like wow, we <laughs> have we like a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, we'd go
1: drinking <laughs> yeah. after after TRL. And then we'd be like, oh, shit, like you saw this random ass obscure thing about like DC nonsense or like whatever the hell's going on. And then it just sort of it sort of went from there snowballed from there. And you were you were a, you were a large part of Same Night Movie Review back with me and Stephen Buja of Oscar Watch podcast did that.
2: I was because I was in a terrible relationship. And then you guys kept calling and wanting to put me in skits. And I was like, OK, uh, yeah. lady, I probably shouldn't have moved in with. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I'm going to go do a comedy skit. And yeah. Yeah, and then that started happening. Uh, yeah. So I, I spent a lot of time with you guys, well,
1: actually. And that was sort of um, why I wanted uh, you to come on in particular for, I just feel like the for any Marvel property, mm. and this one in particular, because I know you and I have talked a lot about... of. Actually, there was a comic. There was a Comic Con video that you and I did back in the day when you yes. were talking about how it was so different coming up. Um, you know, with the involvement in all of these nerdy things uh, be from all different aspects, and how you always felt like you were a bit of an outlier in in that regard. Hundred percent, absolutely. And-, and now we've come full circle. It almost feels like, at least in this small pocket of entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, for this one moment, and it's just like it's fucking cool as shit. And I wanted you. Well, I wanted yeah, you, you. know,
2: <clears throat> look, nothing is gonna make anything sexier than having a movie about it yeah yeah right,
0: yeah, right. yeah so yeah i was gonna say it's no longer a small pocket of entertainment no, either no it's it, a multi-billion dollar industry easily <laughs> easily
2: yeah uh so you know it, it, it is interesting to watch this evolution and to watch people suddenly like run up to you saying oh my god did you know this has happened i'm like yeah, 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 I, I know. Do you know. I've known for 30 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, it is also interesting uh, watching uh, uh, people who've never done cosplay before all of a sudden interested in cosplay. Mm-hmm. But from a black from a very specific Black Panther uh, standpoint. Right. Which is, uh, you know, probably going to um, put me in a different kind of kind of an outlying thing because this Halloween I'm still going to rock my Doctor Strange costume yeah, and I'm going to end up at parties where I'm going to be with 90 Black Panthers yeah, and I'm just going to be like aren't you hot in that thing? And, and that's, you know, kind of going to be how I'm going to play my Halloween.
1: Okay. Hey, listen, uh, A, your Doctor Strange is on point. Thank you. B, if they give you shit, just start throwing some I have a motto uh at them and then maybe they can go back and tie them and learn a thing or two. Yeah, well there's uh, that. Um but yeah, so I, I don't know. I was super psyched that you could you made it all the way out here to discuss uh this newest uh Marvel film with Speaking us. of which yeah, I wanted to, to here.
0: I wanted to jump into some tweets that we were receiving. And actually there was an interesting Twitter thread that I saw uh this week uh speaking directly about uh, uh white people wearing Black Panther costumes with <laughs> <Really? laughs> And yeah, whether that was going to be the new version of blackface, and I and I think they they eventually landed on no. It's it's cool, you know, people, white people can wear black panther costumes. How do you guys feel about that? It was a thing on Twitter that I kind of stumbled I, upon. It was a rabbit hole that I thought was kind of interesting. I have no I have no argument about it one way or the other. But I was kind of curious what you guys thought about that.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> being the duly appointed representative, <laughs> um, I'll take it from this point. Look, the costume is fine now if you start putting on blackface blackface <laughs> yeah. under the costume we We're, have an issue yeah, yeah yeah like you might actually need real claws to get home <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know I, and i'm just i'm just putting that out in general uh you know it the thing about marvel superheroes is their symbols mm-hmm. right so just like i'm not Uncomfortable wearing a Doctor Strange costume mm-hmm. because I think I can pull that off and it's fine. Anybody that thinks that they can pull off a Black Panther costume, you know, that's fine as long as it's not as long as you're not mocking the symbolism. Right, I right. think you're fine.
0: And it'll it'll be an interesting one though I think because because <clears throat> and I think this will be something we talk about during this episode is that. Black Panther's blackness is inherent to his costume. It's inherent to the Black Panther identity is his blackness. It's, you know, like we don't have white Iron Man. We don't have, you know... Um, we do, it's just not in the title. Yeah, exactly. But Black Panther is very distinctly Black yeah. Panther. So I think there's an interesting... I d- look Again, I think these conversations are, are sort of just a fun thing to discuss and it's a fun yeah, way yeah, to yeah. kind of... And, and the, the, the Halloween costume issue becomes interesting every year because people want to talk about it. It's not life or death, but it's no. interesting
1: I think just coming from your, your, your very generic straight cis white dude costume (laughs) Halloween perspective, I wouldn't do it. Right. Because. You would think about it, right? You
0: would, you you would, you would be, you would consider, no, no, no. I'm not saying you'd think about doing it. You'd consider the implications of doing
1: it. Yeah. The, the, okay. So Black Panther just, uh, and even this is beyond the film, is not a character that I, um, I like the character a lot, but it's not one that like I relate to on a very incredibly personal level. Mm -hmm. Um, Therefore that sort of takes characters, no matter who they are out of the running for me to sort of dress up as, unless it's like a sort of one-off thing, but Halloween, I try to, I don't know. I try to. The do reason the I
0: think this will be interesting as well is that if you re- recall our Wonder Woman episode, yes. um, our guest was you know used to dress up as Wonder Bethany Woman. Bethany Towns. Bethany Towns was mm. on, and she you mm-hmm. know used to dress up as Wonder Woman all the time until someone pointed out to her that Wonder Woman wasn't black, and and you know like that was a real like moment for her. And I think what's going to be great this year is you're going to have a lot of young little African American kids walking around with a costume that they can fully own. Yes, and I think that's going to be amazing. Yes. And 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 it's the same with Wonder. You know, when Wonder Woman came out as a movie you can have a lot of young girls dress up as Wonder Woman yes. and it's a costume they can
1: fully own. And I'll even go a, a step further. I don't know if this is uh correct or not, but just, I guess it's just sort of my opinion. I think any kid should be able to dress up as anything they want for Halloween. It's when you get it's when you get to a point where you can start thinking about implications and how your specific choice of dress will affect people positively negatively however you want to do it and then you sort of get to that point of like self-reflection like why am I doing this is it important that I'm doing this do I feel important enough to do this mm. like that's where you should start questioning things you choose whereas if if yours if your son wanted to dress up as Black Panther I don't think that's a problem
0: no I don't I, you know? I, I think any kid should be able to, but it's just you know like that, that there's that interesting dynamic about what is inherent in Black Panther versus what is inherent in Dr. Strange or Iron Man, or what is implicit within Iron, Iron Man. And this comes out back to that. Uh, we had that great episode uh, that I love doing the uh, can Batman be black episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of, a lot of those issues are, are brought into this at any rate. Whatever we talk about with regards to Black Panther, I think um, there was this great video of this uh, school that just learned that they were all going to go to Black Panther, and they all started jumping up on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you can find it, see I it, saw it. it. It's, it's amazing. It was. It, it was it's beautiful. incredible. There's another God. video right now of um, a town in Africa that uh, that saw, that went to a Black Panther screening, and afterwards everyone was dancing in the mm-hmm. in the aisles afterwards, and it was kind of amazing. And so everything we're about to Discuss is moot given that, you know, people are responding to this film. It was the same with the Wonder Woman episode, you know, like, regardless of what we thought about the film, um, it, the, there, there's no denying the power of what this film represents to people. And it's just the fact that it exists. It's big. It's out on the big screen. People are, you know, it's making a lot of money. It's very visible. It creates this sort of atmosphere of pride. It creates this atmosphere of like inclusion. It's a really, it's a really, it's you a know, feel good moment. It's a, yeah, it's an important it a, moment.
2: Yes. It's an important feel good moment. It's good moment. It's a moment of pride. Yeah. It's, uh, it's and and having literally just watched it a couple of hours ago. Oh yeah, wow, Alamo yeah, yeah. Draft House. So yeah. I'm I'm fresh off the. Uh, the plane. You're fresh from Wakanda. Fresh from Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I have to admit, I
0: was I was moved. Okay, I was moved. All right, before we get to your movement, I want to just jump straight into some some Twitter feedback we've been getting on other okay. episodes and other things that we've been doing for a little while. Uh, if you are interested in writing us in, which you should be, uh, you could email us in at OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at OnlyMoviePod. Um, and we have, uh, we've been having an interesting thing happen, which is a couple of people are live tweeting.
1: This is a first.
0: Yeah, live tweeting while listening to episodes of ours, which is great. I love it. Um,
1: I, I, yeah, that's cool as shit. So Thank you for
0: doing that. <laughs> um, um, I want to just come to a couple of teeps for a uh, couple of teeps uh, tweets from Jonathan blade. Who's been listening to a, a lot of back catalog episodes. Uh, one that I love is making dinner, listening to your a spotlight cast. Spotlight. I enjoyed the film uh, and thought it was an acceptable best picture, but that Matt dislikes sterile looking procedurals is fully understandable.
1: Oh, thank you for both yeah. sides of the argument. Well, there you go. Jake
0: of the blade. Yeah, there you go. Um, he also uh, had a response to, I think on the uh, call me by your name episode, or maybe, it was the Phantom 3 episode, uh, we got into a bit of a thing about what is pretentious in cinema. You know, I hate I hate the way that that phrase has been uh, used sometimes in describing films. Sure. Um, Jonathan Blade comes back with, pretentious, as in, look how much smarter I am than my audience. It does mean something. Uh, it's the intention to entertain the creator without uh, regard to the audience, sometimes with intentional disdain for the audience. Um, huh. I think... I think that's one hundred percent accurate. I do, I mm. just I don't think that's the way
1: we were using that phrase uh, to describe movies. Um, I kind of was. Really? Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it cuz there's more important things to talk about, but that's something worthy of discussion later. I uh I I, I like that definition a yeah. lot.
0: Yeah. I think that definition is absolutely 100% correct. Uh I uh, I don't think that's quite how we were using it, but 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 regardless, let's go back to that another day. Sure. Um Jose Font or is it Josie Font? I don't know. Um we asked on our uh on our best of episode, what was the best movie that we hadn't reviewed that year? Um I think uh, my one was a ghost story Yours was actually On the show So it didn't matter The best movie you saw That year yeah. So so, uh, And that was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 All right. Uh, for Jose Or Josie It was uh, The best movie We haven't reviewed Was Coco I think Josie <laughs> Would have an eye in it Yeah probably But yeah. you know People spell things wrong on Twitter. Sure. uh, Was Coco, which is a film I have been meaning to see. uh, You know, like it's become this thing that like Pixar films used to be like uh, you had to see every single one that came out, but now there's a lot of them come out. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that. And Coco was one I haven't seen. I think Coco is important in that question of representation as well, um, you know, because it is an important moment to have a Pixar film that's, you know, uh, very Hispanic, you know, like very much about a culture that we don't see on screen a lot. So I would love to go back and revisit Coco at some time and also uh, in the never ending quest to find films that might. Be appropriate for my child. There you go. Um, huh. He also uh, live tweeted that uh, if Shahir was giving the Oscars, it would go something along like this. And the Oscar to Best Picture goes to any of the following ten movies, and a li- and the list could change at any moment. Yeah, that is hundred. Uh,
1: 100- <laughs> that is that is why you will never be hired
0: for that will job. Never. I will. I will Warren Beatty that job so hard. Ugh. Um. But uh, wow.
1: yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for those tweets. Yes. Thank poor you. Warren um, Beatty. Poor Warren Beatty. I have a. I have a request for listeners. Obviously, you know, tweet us live tweet our episodes if that yep. like. That's been super fun. Uh, email us at OnlyMoviepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us at OnlyMoviePod. Uh, review us on iTunes, obviously. <laughs> that's always helpful. But something I wanted to ask uh, each and every one of you is uh this is sort of a bit of a, a weird uh slight personal ask. <laughs> and that is if you enjoy the show. And you, um get into discussions with people about podcasts, or even if a friend asks you like, you know, well, oh, what is there something I should be listening to? Please consider us as the answer to that question i've I've gotten a lot of people come to me recently telling me that a friend has told them about uh, it's it's been like a tertiary friend of a friend. And it's like right. it's been a weird sort of <clears throat> word of mouth thing. And I realized I'd never actually. Uh, ask for that small favor because the more people that listen the more we can do this and uh, it seems to be that's been a, another prominent way people have found us is through word of mouth so if if it comes up in conversation and you enjoy the conversations that we have that you just brought up in your own then uh, please uh, tell tell other people about us and uh, then they can choose a side and <laughs> between me <laughs> ah. and here, and uh, we can continue this eternal war we've built. Spread the good word. Spread the good word. So the battle you. rages on. Thank you in advance.
0: <laughs> Alright. Black panther i have to admit i don't know a lot about black panther i've only seen him like literally seeing him in civil war uh was it civil war that it he was, first appeared yes. in first, mm-hmm. was yeah, like yeah. the first time i'd ever seen him
2: i i, I think i well that's the first time he'd outside of the cartoons mm-hmm. he's ever been i
0: i, I would depicted. venture to get i like i would like to say that i'd heard of him before that or i'd heard about the character before that but i really really i i, I if if I'd, if I'd heard of it it didn't make
2: an impression on me. there's There's a, you could debate over how hard Marvel pushed Black Panther over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a, as a comic book character, as a comic book character. Yeah. It's, it's up for debate. Yeah. Um, Obviously he debuted in the sixties. He was their first serious attempt at making a positive black character. Mm -hmm. Uh, He debuted on the fantastic four, right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, But you know, as to their commitment to the book itself. Yeah. And I mean, it, you could pick apart Marvel's history on and on and whatever. Yeah. I mean, basically, there's like, they're like any other publishing company. Whatever sells, sells they're yeah. gonna push. Sure. And you know, you've got that whole, um, <clears throat> I wanna say, like most of the 90s mm-hmm. was Wolverine um, and Wolverine guesting in everybody else's book. Yeah. Right you know so it, or image it, comics <laughs> and, and that too yeah so it, it, you know a lot of that stuff got buried in, in, in whatever um <clears throat> i think you know in in you know for for good reason uh, you know with the way the characters have been dispersed through the movie houses mm-hmm. they had to start digging into you know it's like who who's available? Who do we still have the rights to? Right. Because, you know, we've built up this whole big thing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> for a traditionalist like myself, you hear about this and the big fear is they're going to turn this into, um, you know, what a lot of these things, what a lot of movies that are supposed to be positive and black themed Turn out to be like Mississippi right. Burning ends up being more about the FBI agents than you know, right, uh, right, right, than the actual people suffering and that got involved in in, in all the stuff that you know legitimately happened. Yeah. yeah,
0: right, and even and even in the Black Panther case, uh, Everett Ross was the character that kind of. Was the 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 white gateway into Black Panther? Right, he's the yes. character that's played by Martin Freeman in in mm-hmm. the in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the books. Uh, oh, in the film was kind
2: of like the gateway character. Well, that- like, you gotta right, you you gotta give you know, <laughs> you gotta get one in there somewhere, right? I guess <laughs> yeah. you know, so that's fine. You know, it it is what it is. But um, when you, I think I, my first glimmer of hope that this was going to get handled correctly mm-hmm. was when I saw the cast list. Right and I saw all of those faces and all of those names and Forrest Whitaker and Angela Bassett and all. And I was like, "Oh, so that's what's happening." Yeah, right. I was a little <clears throat> little put off when I I found out that uh, uh Duvani yeah was uh was in talks and then backed out.
0: Yeah. Cause she's great. She's, and she, and she's found her own, you know, her own Disney product.
2: Oh of, no, exactly. Know, a wrinkle a wrinkle time. of time is, yeah. which actually looks crazy. So I haven't watched the trailer. I, You know, yeah. all right, well, yeah. then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, no, 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 I just, I,
0: I, 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 I'm, I'm excited for her as a filmmaker and I don't want to spoil the experience of watching that movie. Okay. Yeah. And also, it was entirely filmed in New Zealand, so it's like, I, I don't... You oh, know, so you're, you're actually... Yeah, yeah. You're invested. I'm invested in, in... Okay, I right. want to see where this goes. <clears throat> I like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Shaheer invested. Yeah.
0: Okay. Why does Shaheer not be invested in a film?
1: Uh, okay. Well, let's let's right. go, go back to the back catalog, and you can dig for when that happens. Okay. Um,
2: all right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it sounds like you guys have a
1: personal history with Black... Well, you
0: particularly have a personal history with Black Panther. I right? have.
2: I mean, not... I mean, not from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh but definitely uh, when Reggie Hudlin was in charge of the books and then mm-hmm. when they paired him up uh, to be married with Storm mm-hmm. and, you know, a, a little bit here and there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, admittedly, because I'm such a supernatural freak, mm-hmm. actually, Blade was the guy I was focused ah, okay. on yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Um, and they introduced him in like 72. Right. So it was... You know that 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 was really w- more where I gravitated from, and then ironically, yeah. he shows up in the movies dressed like me. Um, so <laughs> that when Blade got his wardrobe choices, but from you, <clears throat> you know what? I get so much shit about <laughs> that, by the way. Why?
1: Me. No, you know what? Wesley no.
0: Snipes, was, you know, in the production designer were like peeping on your Instagram.
1: <laughs> well, yes, it, it, preemptively. Yeah, preemptive Instagram. <laughs> Well, I, I, I do know for a fact, because I bought them for you, you own almost every blade weapon. Uh, well, there they, is that, too. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, too. There's a great story <clears throat>
2: that Matt and I have of our, in our history of him, br- you know, buying me a Christmas gift that got delivered to uh, 1515 Broadway, where yep. we used to work. Yep. And uh, where you still worked, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and security had to come get me and bring me to this office because I had to leave the building mm-hmm. with the gift immediately because it was a weapon because it was a replica and the, of the blade vampire sword.
0: 1515 was not happy about this being on the property. Is that right? <laughs> and
2: that was pretty much it. Yes, exactly. Mr. Redstone himself was, yeah, actually I was like, like, you know what? You know, what? no <laughs>
0: fellas. I'm not, I smell I, this thing. I, yeah. You need to get out of
1: here with that BS. It is, uh, you know, listen, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so in that particular case, it was me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> shipping
0: weapons to <laughs> 1515. Merry were, Christmas. Were, were you invested in the stories? Like, were, you know, Blade, you know okay, Blade was your thing, but Black Panther, would, would you buy the, this you know, the comic books? Would you,
2: you I know, picked up, I have a few. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, <clears throat> I had a stepfather mm-hmm. who actually cost me some comic books. Oh. And any... Old, old Black Panther stuff that I could probably buy a house with now, right? Gone. Oh wow. Along okay. uh, with, along with, I want to say, uh, the original adaptations of uh, the Star Wars movies. Oh shit! Well, uh, and a mean, couple of other things like Daredevil. First time he killed the owl. I had a lot of good shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he cost me a couple of things. Well, I still have a lot of great stuff. Yeah. But, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oof. So. So Matt, how about yourself with Black Panther?
1: Black Panther has been a uh, character that I, so my, my it's funny, my Marvel uh, love is not as l- long term as, at least from the comics perspective, is not as long term as I feel like I sort of portray or, or for the level of excitement that I normally give these things. Mm-hmm. Obviously when I was a kid, I loved all the characters, I watched all the cartoons, I did all the things, I always gravitated towards that a little bit more than the DC stuff. I didn't start getting back into Marvel Comics until uh, the first Civil War about 14 years ago when they started publishing the comic books for Civil War. Mm-hmm. And um, that I just went through and I bought, literally I bought the main one and then I bought the Frontline, which is about the journalism, and mm-hmm. then I just went through all the characters. And um, it was uh, super interesting, just sort of the 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 progression of all the different characters through that and then all the major stories through that. And that's when I first started learning about um, Black Panther and T'Challa and- And the the sort of how Wakanda handles all of these different things and, um, and there, there was a group that Professor X had put together at one point called the Illuminati, which was all of the like the big brains, like it was Reed Richards, T'Challa, uh, Iron Man, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, like just they were supposed to be like every one of them is like the the smartest man on the planet, right, right, <laughs> right, right. So uh, and they were trying to fix things, and that like it actually didn't end up fixing anything. It actually caused Planet Hulk, and like a, yeah, there was a couple of
2: attempts at that kind of thing because there was the Order, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it, it never was goes a well. Little things yeah. and, and, and and yeah, and exactly. Namor and they probably always- fucked it up, <laughs> uh, but. Right. As smart as everybody is, they still manage to like make things work.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's when I first really got introduced to it. And I first started understanding (sighs) like what Wakanda was. And and I really like I really like the idea of of what Wakanda is, That, that there there is this society that has surpassed most everything else on the planet. But they also really want nothing to do with the garbage outside of their society for a while. Any right.
2: any other important point? Back to the, going back yeah. to the quote, they avoided colonization. Yes, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge, huge point. That, yeah, I I mean it kind of gets glossed over depending on who's working sure. on that specific book. Mm-hmm. Reggie Hudlin, I want to say when he was working on it he was kind of hammering it home mm-hmm. and then you know depending on who else took over after that it's like da, 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 da. but now of course with with it being included in the movie now it's not going anywhere
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's great that they did because and and there's i like it because they mention it in some of the some of the exposition in the beginning and then they mention it like and then it sort of just sprinkled that fact throughout the different dialogue of the film mm-hmm. even to, down to your quote uh at the beginning of the podcast like it was it it's it's so ingrained in the wakandan I get in the world that they've set up in their, in their. Uh, zeitgeist, I don't know the right word, in their society yeah. right. that uh, that they did manage, that that they were not a part, they got to, they avoided that. Uh, anyway, back to the, the the point. So Black Panther has always been something that I've I i w- I've always been very interested in tertiarily. I read, again, the same books when he and Storm uh, became uh, a couple and they sort of uh, had their whole... They had a
2: big wedding yeah. and everybody had to put beef
1: aside.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was a whole Wolverine thing. Wolverine and Nightcrawler were both like what the hell? Why that's put beef aside? Is- Side.
0: Oh, beef, I was like, I'm thinking of weddings where like certain people can't eat certain food. Well Nightcrawler is was like, was there a religious reason you couldn't eat
1: beef at a wedding. Nightcrawler <laughs> is vegan.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine most certainly is not. No.
1: Yeah. Um but then when we saw when we saw T'Challa uh, Black Panther in in Civil War, the film, mm-hmm. I was I was uh taken aback with how cool they managed to make the the character himself because look superheroes are silly Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and marvel's done this thing and i I give them all the credit in the world whether you sort of like or dislike the films themselves they've made superheroes feel like they can exist in real life yep and we've gotten to a point now where a dude in a full black cat suit like he's taking helicopters cat man he's he's (laughs) he's taking m50 fire from a helicopter and just turning around and being like really mm-hmm. and i buy it mm-hmm. like that's something that that is i think so special about the mcu but also like i never looked at, at the black panther running down the highway when he's chasing down bucky or like whatever and i was never like oh this is no but but it's but if you took it out of where it was i it's so silly right but, but they they treat the the character Uh, with enough reverence where it all feels real to me. And if you look at Civil War... T'Challa's is the only person that gets anything done. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> he's the one that cleans up the mess while Cap and, and Iron Man Duke are beating yeah. the shit out of each other. And he he he's the one that takes the higher ground when the other two won't. With Zemo, he doesn't kill Zemo even though Zemo mm-hmm. ha- uh, killed his father. Mm-hmm. Uh spoilers for Civil War. Um and and it was just like this great arc of this of this guy who didn't think he was ready for a very important job. Going kind of off the handle for a minute and then reeling back and realizing why his father was so important and trying to follow in his father's footsteps Which then in this film there's there's very of that. Yeah, so I loved and this is sort of get into the into the film itself and maybe we'll start with you since uh, scP and I have been yip yapping comic book nonsense for a little bit We'll go to Shaheer first about the film itself, but something I really liked and but something I think um it's not done well always, and it's mm-hmm. something that you, She here, I think, don't like normally. I'll be interested to see your take on this film is I really loved the amount of setup that Civil War gave Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And it let us jump right into and you could just see Black Panther not have not seen Civil War, and you'd get it enough, mm-hmm. but it was this perfect balance for me of like, here's, I, I know the character because he was a main character in another film. He didn't feel tacked on. He had a purpose and he had an arc in Civil War. Yes, It wasn't like Ant-Man who just showed up for the second act and was like having super fun, which, yeah, that's fun. It's not really meaningful. Mm-hmm. He's just there. He's the comic relief, and you can do that with Spider-Man and Ant-Man in these situations to kind of, to, to sprinkle that in. But also Ant-Man is I mean, they had they're standalones. But but for instance in in Civil War they didn't have an arc. They were just there to sort of <coughs> in, in order of 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 correct setup for your own films even though Ant-Man's happened beforehand, I would right. say Black Panther was done the best followed by Spider-Man followed by Ant-Man. Ant-Man was just kind of thrown in for fun. Spider-Man had a cool scene with Tony Stark which kind of got you the Peter Parker vibe, but T'Challa had a whole fucking thing. <laughs> and right. that was really nice because then when it comes time for his own film, we are set up enough uh, if you want to be right. to, to jump into it, just, just like head on. And that was something I really, really liked and appreciated. So, uh, I was, I mean, I was super psyched when, when but you're I got also obviously down. always psyched because it's a Marvel movie coming out, right?
0: Like it's not a, it's a, it's a, it's a no brainer. Uh, yes and no, I
1: well, mean, look the, the second Thor, I wasn't super psyched for, but I went and saw it and I enjoyed it fine. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, Iron Man 3 is is a film that over time I have started to enjoy more because I feel like it's a more sort of grounded movie, even though it's a Shane Black film. But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a more grounded movie than a lot of the superhero stuff. I'd say, honestly, sadly, uh, SVP, Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange at this point is probably my least favorite Marvel film. And that's not that's not shitting on Doctor Strange. I think it has a lot of special things to it. Mm -hmm. But as far as a film and an arc overall, it feels the most samey to me out of all of them it feels like a yet another uh rant like just felt, origin felt story formulaic. it felt mm-hmm. super formulaic and uh but i like the formula so that's fine so again mm-hmm. i never i didn't go into like doctor strange like real pumped mm-hmm. like i was like i'll enjoy this mm-hmm. black panther i went into real pumped
0: and was, it beca- and, and was it because of the Civil War origin or was it because of the, the sort of story of representation that's going
1: around Black Panther? I mean, it's all of it, too. And right. I'll get into sort of, I mean, my very minimal involvement with that sort of as we go. But uh, if I was just looking at Marvel properties and like the way I mean, let's strip away if this was if this was uh fucking squirrel girl. And they set her up as well as they set up T'Challa in Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Then I would be psyched for it okay. on its own. There's obviously the bigger th- thing of representation that we'll get into yeah. uh, that ob- that helps that along. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was super pumped. But Shahir. Yeah. Let's get into. Oh, uh, before we get your first thoughts, do you want me to read the IMDb synopsis? Because sure it? yeah. it's, it's it's very vague. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm guessing people know what Black Panther yeah. is at this point. Uh, IMDb says the film is. T'Challa, after the death of his father, the king of Wakanda, returns home to the isolated, technologically advanced African nation to succeed the throne and take his rightful place as king. Yeah, they, they don't drop Wakanda's name in there. I thought Did that was weird. Did they just
2: copy and paste from The Lion King? Like, I
1: don't <laughs> yeah. understand. Yeah, that, I don't know.
2: that was kind of whack.
1: Yeah. Um so, Shahir, what was let's get your let's get your first thoughts on this on this beast. So, obviously, I went in. Uh, you know, my
0: thing with the Marvel movies is I acknowledge the the significance that they have around uh, cult, pop culture right now. They are the probably the most important things that are happening. In movies and arguably, mm-hmm. like some of the good things that have come out of them is that they might be the thing that are saving the theatrical experience right now. You know, like the theatrical experience is kind of becoming really problematic for a lot of people. But but films like uh, Black Panther coming out. And causing a big ruckus, and people wanting to go see it, and little kids dancing, you know, at cl- at lunchtime because they hear they're going to go see it as a group mm-hmm. in a movie theater is saving the theatrical experience. It's saving; it's the reason people want to go to the movies. So, uh, I think that's a really big bonus for it. Um, it's the same, and 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 I, I I thought about this movie in respect to my response to uh, Wonder Woman, which we reviewed. Uh, was it this year or last year? It was last that year. Was last year. Um, in terms of how important it is, and you know, for representation, to have a character that looks like you, whether they are a woman or whether they are uh, a minority, and I think that's an important thing, and it's something that you know, like, is uh, interestingly implicit in in almost every other major Marvel movie, is that most of these heroes are white cis-gingered males, um, and it's a it's sort of interesting to have. Uh, the importance of that dynamic uh, be explored a little bit further. Um, The thing that I um, wanted to think about a little bit, you know, and and it's, it's the thing that I bring up in every time is, is it a, is it, does the movie stand up on its own? And is it, you know, does the movie actually function on its own terms, you know, regardless of that context, you know, like we don't, you know, and the origin of this podcast was Mad Max Fury Road. I, we didn't, we walked into that without any hoopla without knowing much about it and be like, and, and we're just like, this is incredible.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is
0: that the experience we get with the Marvel movies? Uh, for me, most of the time, it's not quite that experience. I want them to be good, but but I often find that there's a little bit of a, you know, like as you say, a little bit of a same sameness to them. Sure. Um, the ones that I've been excited about, uh, the uh, you know, in the last year, uh, I think the my appreciation of them has leveled off to a point where I'm like... These are great. These aren't for me, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And 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 that would uh, the films that I'm thinking about there are Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which is like great. Uh, mm-hmm. It does what it does very well. Thor Ragnarok, great, does what it does very well. Spider Man does what it does very well. Um, Black, pa- Black Panther is going to be an interesting one for me because I think the thing that I mentioned at the beginning was, regardless of what I think about it, I think what the the fact that it's out there and what it does is so much more important than my opinion. Sure. Then then that's then then I think that's going to override everything I say. Um, But I will say, um, I think the world is wonderfully realized. I think um, Ryan Coogler does an incredible job of balancing what this film needs to be and where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, interestingly, uh, for me, um, in that question of representation, this film does something very interesting at the end of it that makes... It's shortcomings throughout the for me, what are, you know, what I would argue are significant shortcomings throughout the film, less relevant because of what it does at at the end of the film. So the ending of the film, the way it ties this thing together, and I don't want to give spoilers yet, yeah. you know, at this moment, um, are what make this film work. Um, they aren't necessarily um there are, to me, there are. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say problems, but but that sort of same saminess feel that I have throughout, you know, through most of these movies, kind of is is very prevalent to me in this film. In that, you know, we've got. Huh. Uh, um, I, I think the first. Um, I think it's really the first 30 to 40 minutes of this movie are uh, kind of a drag. And really? they, yeah, they, for me, they were kind of a drag. And I was like, look, the Kendrick, you know, like hearing that Kendrick Lamar is doing the soundtrack, you know, getting excited that, that this is going to be, you know, a film with a character where people are getting excited about it. And then the film kind of starts. And then we, you know, we go through that whole process of secession and then into a, into a sort of a, this chase scene in South Korea that I think is kind of like, mm. um, it's only when, Killmonger appears on screen as a villain with, with his intentions known, which only happens at about the 40-minute mark mm-hmm. that, for me, this film kind of gets going. Huh. And, and so I found all that stuff before that to be kind of flat, a little, you know... It's fine, uh, nothing really excited me. There was a there was a single take in the casino scene that I thought was really well executed um <clears throat> that I liked, but apart from like you know the the theatricality of fighting and and seeing black panther in action i I kind of found it a little eh. huh. uh, I, I thought you know his introduction in civil war was far more interesting, and what you know what they did with him in civil war was was. was, was was far more compelling. And I think there's this thing that happens with certain characters. Uh, I don't know if it's characters or the way they set up. To me, Black Panther was a really compelling addition to Civil War. I was like, oh, what's that guy doing? You know, what's he about? When he became the, the central character in this film, I found him a little uninteresting. And I found him, his character, are kind of, you know, fairly, I knew what to expect with him uh, throughout this whole thing. And I wasn't, I wasn't that taken by him. Um, so, but, but again, all of this is moot given what the Understood. film does at the end. And and again, what it does with Killmonger, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan's character is really interesting. And I, you know, I think uh, the other thing that, you know, aside from all of that, that I, um, want to come back to because I'm always interested in filmmakers and their, and their careers is Ryan Coogler, you know, again, 31 years old. This mm-hmm. kid's 31 years old. He's mm-hmm. Fruitvale station, which I think is an excellent film. Creed, Creed, which is a film I really like. And what I really liked about Creed, I didn't love it, but what I liked about it, oh, is I loved Creed. <laughs> what I liked about Creed a lot was that Creed basically took, um, uh, uh, a mythological figure, from you know that that's been important since the 70s, yep. mm-hmm. and reconfigured it for an entirely different not for an entirely different audience, but reconfigured it as. As a different race, yeah, you know, know, in a way he kind of took the, the, the Rocky mythology and made it important to black people. Mm -hmm. And I, and I was like, that is a pretty impressive thing to do. And that's, and that's why I think that film really, really lands. So I was, I, uh, I, and I think what he does with the end of Black Panther kind of continues in what I think will be an interesting, um, Arc as a filmmaker, I guess, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm quite taken by that. I, you know, I have my issues with the film, sure. and we'll talk about them more in spoilers. But that's that's my overall impression.
1: All right, okay. SVP, let's do your let's do your 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 first thoughts. You just came out of this movie hours ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: <clears throat> for the most part, I loved it. Uh, and you know, it, I understand where Shahir is 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 seeing sameness, formulaic, and all that. I mean, let's face it. Every hero uh, that's depicted in these movies, they kind of go through this sort of loss, revival, loss, become greater than kind of thing. That, that, that they, That's basically what happens in all of these movies. So I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but for me, it's like I want to see that. So that's, I I understand if somebody, you know, the the beginning of the movie seems like a lot of exposition, you know, I just heard one of you throw that word up, Yep. but um, you know, for me, it's, it's necessary to see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm also, I'm, when I'm watching any of these movies, I'm not thinking about me, the cynical middle-aged black dude who's been working in entertainment all these years. Right, right, Mm right. And I'm thinking about me, the 10 year old. Yes. Yes. me, the 10 year old is screaming with joy. Yeah. So I'm watching, I'm trying to, actually, I don't really have to try. I yeah. sit down in a the theater and the only difference is, you know, I'm not, in a hood theater, I'm in the Alamo draft house ordering delicious wings <laughs> and and bottomless coffee. Yeah. It, it's like in a know, French press. Uh, oh they my give you gosh. coffee
1: in the fucking French oh press. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's like
2: joy upon joy upon joy. Um, I don't mind the exposition. I don't mind because you know what? I've sat through exposition for Batman. I've sat through exposition repeatedly for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. No offense, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but that,
0: that's a really, Spider-Man's going to be an interesting point. We'll cover.
2: You yeah. know, and, and so I'm okay for my brother to to get up there and be like, well, this is how it happened for me. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, that's the hero's walk, mm-hmm. yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So it was nice to see all of that. Um, shout out to Ruth Carter, the costuming mm-hmm. yeah. in this movie is bananas. So good. <laughs> bananas. It it it's like I can't even imagine. I mean, I was joking around about the dudes in the in the um you know, Black Panther mask wondering why they why they can't breathe, but the sisters yeah. are going to be on the street <laughs> as Adore Malaji. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see this. Yeah. This is going to be it's going to be out of control. Yeah. So, I uh, you know, and as far as <clears throat> the story arc and everything else like that, yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, because ultimately Marvelous is still a business mm-hmm. and this has to set up Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, this might be the last. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this
1: is the last movie before Infinity War, is it? I believe it is. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out in like June or July or August or something like relatively quickly after the fact, after Infinity War, which is interesting to me.
2: Right. Yeah. So, you know, and and I also appreciated the fact that, and, you know, sorry if if this is a spoiler, but uh, I appreciate the fact that none of the other Marvel characters Came in to assist. Yeah, there's no with his problems. It's like, yeah, let let him be him. Let him handle his business uh, on his own. And then when he shows up in Infinity War, then he's an enhancement. Yeah, and he's an under. He's a fully flushed out, understood enhancement. Yeah, he's another aspect to
1: the the Infinity War. Right.
2: Um. So basically,
1: overall, I'm happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I uh. I mean i I went and saw this film super early one morning mm-hmm. uh and it was you full. invited me and I was like no it was a imax two <laughs> d film uh and it was full and uh I, I i loved every minute of this movie uh the the beginning forty minutes uh for me i i really appreciated a lot of what it was doing i i it kind of gave you. This is what I think they were going for. And I enjoyed seeing it. I can understand if the formulaicness of that from one angle is is not enjoyable or is incredibly enjoyable. What I really liked about it was it and I kept thinking back to our Ken Batman Be Black episode. Mm-hmm. This the beginning of Black Panther takes you through kind of every action movie trope that has been predominantly a white main dude in it mm-hmm. and shows you in one film this guy is just doing all that shit. He's mm-hmm. got the ninja moment in the beginning in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then he's got the casino moment where it's the the coolest James Bond thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And then we have the big action piece on the bridge with the car flipping and, and shooting fucking kinetic energy nonsense out of the, like. So like I'm getting like these these tropes that are normally involved in other white-led male action films, Mm -hmm. and I'm getting the whole thing like, yep, but look at this, and look at this, and look at this, (laughs) and I'm like, fuck. And that, so I like that breath it gave me of all that, and then Killmonger coming in, and the and the um and the the solidification of what the story is actually about, even though they sort of hinted at it throughout, I really enjoyed. Uh, the the first, you know, it's interesting. The most visceral part of the film for me, weirdly, was in the first forty minutes, and it's when um he's fighting the challenger um from the from the what clan is that I'm trying Jabari. the Tabari clan um that moment for me when he's stripped of his powers and they're fighting and like I know in my head like he's gonna T'Challa's gonna win Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason that was a that fight scene in particular was far more visceral and real to me than a lot of these fight scenes that I see in these movies and I don't know if it was because it was literal, just hand-to-hand combat, two dudes fighting in a very interesting setting, mm-hmm. um, or, or or whatnot, but that, even though it was sort of like a setup moment, um, and you could, having watched tons of films like this, you kinda mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen. I felt like it did such a good job, uh, both uh, cinematography-wise, uh, costuming everything. It made it feel like a living, breathing place that anything could happen, despite the cynic in me having, again, worked in entertainment, and knowing, like, exactly. I, I felt like, oh! And then when he won, I was super happy. Um, so this movie grabbed me all the way through and it's so funny because this Wakanda is what I wanted, uh, what I wanted Asgard to be like Wakanda feels like a place that's lived in and like real and like, like the characters come from there Mm -hmm. and And Asgard always felt like a green screen to me. (laughs) Right. So that's a good point. So even in like, even in Ragnarok, spoilers for Thor Ragnarok, when, when bad shit happens and Asgard is no more, I'm like, eh. yeah, like, and again, Thor Ragnarok is supposed to be a comedy and I, and I, you know, whatever, but you've dealt with a, with a mythological place that's supposed to be very important cosmically over three or more films. And I feel like Wakanda does more with it and, and not even trying to. It's just through through script, through costuming, through set design, through art direction. It, it feels it, and there's really there's probably like three sets in Wakanda outside. Yeah, but it felt real to me. Mm-hmm. And that's something that was super cool. So I I dug this movie through and through um, and, uh, it, you know. Actually, Shahir, kind of throwing this back to you, just real quick. As far as you said, you started really liking it once Killmonger was involved. God, how <laughs> Michael B. Jordan managed to make a character literally named Killmonger, uh, Eric Killmonger, yeah. is his you know full yeah, it's name, a full name. Yeah. Um, feel like, it, like have a legitimate arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say and it's a legitimate gripe. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. and a legitimate gripe and and a point of view where you could look at him and in one angle of uh, one slice of life be like, yeah, like he's correct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like that's something that a lot of – I'm trying to think of another villain in a Marvel film that has – Done that.
0: I think for me, uh, Vulture and Spider Man was kind of close, close. Close, you know? Like,
1: yeah, close. He was close. believable in his sort of selfishness in the way he was trying to take care of his own. Yeah. I, I definitely get that. Yeah. But even from, uh, I'm talking about, like, Vulture was never doing it because he was wronged. And was trying to sort of uh, no, he was wrong. Well, he was wrong. Yeah, yeah he was kind of wronged. Kinda wronged. But, but he's not. <laughs> going, but he wasn't. But he's not going after Tony Stark. He's yeah. being a vulture and mm. sort of skirting around it and just being a criminal to take care of him and his own. He's right. not. He's not attacking Tony Stark. Mm. He is trying to just take his piece of what he thinks he is owed. Yeah. Where Killmonger comes in and he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like these are the facts. Mm. Your dad did some shit, fucked up my life. Why the fuck is that? now I'm coming in to do my own thing. I don't know. I, and
2: he's also, Killmonger also, like it or dislike it, he's also representing a certain cultural vantage point. Yeah, yeah. And I think, so to me, the reason why, um, why I
0: ultimately kind of was like, landed in favor of this film was that arc, and, and the reason, and the, there's a real specific reason here, is that, is again, it has to do with Fruitvale Station and Creed, mm. is that is that one of the things that I always kind of feel a little not bummed out about, but I feel a little bit like, uh, this is th- th- these films aren't taking the advantage of, of the, the asset that they have, which is that they have a director usually who has a very strong voice. You know, like we, we agreed that, uh, and, and I think perhaps, um, Taika in, uh, Taika Waititi and Thor Ragnarok was one of the strongest examples of mm-hmm. like bringing what he does to this movie and not being swallowed up by it. Mm-hmm. It was one of my big complaints with the last Jedi is I didn't feel like I, I saw the Ryan Johnson that I saw in Looper and, um, uh, uh, and in brick. And so what was cool <clears throat> about what what was cool about Killmonger, Eric Killmonger's character here is that it's a continuation of thematic interest that Ryan Kugler has from fruitvale station yes. from creed. Mm-hmm. it it, 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 mm-hmm. it continues that. And it felt very personal and it felt very um heartfelt and it felt real and authentic. and it and and it did what what was what I really dug about that is that it echoed the importance of why this film matters in the actual narrative itself like i i often you know like i i kind of liked wonder woman but i didn't feel particularly roused by that film you know i didn't feel particularly um, empower, you know, not not that a you know a, a heterosexual male is going to be empowered by Wonder Woman, but no, they, they should, should be. be. Yeah. And <laughs> and if I had a daughter, I would you know like Wonder Woman wasn't necessarily the film where I'd be like, oh, check this out to feel like you could be a superhero. But 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 the reason why Black Panther matters and the reason why seeing these kids dance in the street matters is actually in the film as well. It's not just a, a thing around the film. Sure. It's actually part of the story. And the, and the thing that's important in the part of the story. We're in spoiler territory now. Spoilers now. Is this. Is this notion that Black Panther matters as an icon to people who have who've never uh, who've never had something like that? You know, this idea—it's a Bugatti spaceship. Seeing someone in their neighborhood that dresses well—that is going to outreach to them. That is going to that is going to create positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also reflects this idea of what Wakanda is. You know, Wakanda as a concept is—you know—it is it's fantasy, right? Yes. But it, it, it's it's also ultimately the great thing that science fiction fantasy can do, which is that it can reconfigure what our vision of reality is. And Wakanda is a great science fiction concept. It is this idea that you mentioned, which is that it is, a, it is an African continent that was not colonized. Yes. So, And it is far more technologically advanced because of it. It is saved because of that mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. And what I like about this film, again, is that, it challenge, is that not only does it set that up, it also challenges that notion. It's like, well, if you are this technologically advanced country that lives in this world where that is not the truth for the people around you, then... What are you going to do about it? And the film actually, and Killmonger's character directly challenges that idea. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's actually what you know that that is the thing that I think really landed for this in in Wonder Woman. Again, I, I I'm just referencing Wonder Woman a lot because I revisited trying just trying to think about my responses between the two
1: of them. It's the closest <laughs> in in importance tone to yeah. this film in the genre recently.
0: But I was thinking a lot of like the the scene in Wonder Woman that that kind of. Works in that way is no man's land. The no man's land scene is the most, is the best Mm -hmm. scene in the Wonder Woman film. Right. And, and, but it, but it feels like an isolated scene that's not necessarily connected to the entire, it's not what the entire film is about. And, and, but Killmonger's story and the way Killmonger brings. Black Panther out of, you know, out of the invisible cloak shield is actually what that film is about. And, and, and the final, you know, the speech at the UN um, was good good because, because it reminds us of who's at the UN at this particular moment, Nikki Haley. And if the, if you guys have watched the the last UN speech where, you know, Nikki Haley basically gets up and, and uh, chastises the entire membership of the United Nations for not agreeing with the Donald Trump, uh, you know, decree for moving, uh, moving the capital of uh, Israel to (laughs) Jerusalem and says, you know, you, we will remember this. That is the exact opposite of what happens in black Panther. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that speech in black Panther, then again, just makes you realize, Oh, this is why this is important. And this is what superhero films can do. This is what science fiction can do. So it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing in that respect. Again, uh, you know, I know, you, I know you,
1: what you're you know, going you know,
2: to. Yes. Uh, it, it's funny because you you bring me back to something that I've posted on Facebook and social media a couple of times. It's like basically, if you're doing science fiction but you're racist and non inclusive, you're doing it wrong. Right?
0: Wakanda. The guy, the guy who wrote Indus Game, I think, has been accused of the same thing. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Wakanda <laughs> to me right now is what I imagine, and this is sort of a weird. This is sort of a weird parallel, but it it has the the ability to be the same type of beacon that and in di- very different ways but the same type of beacon that gene roddenberry's original star Obviously, trek yeah. yes had to do 100 percent. and so, so look at all the stuff and this is sort of this is this is a little bit more micro but like look at look at star trek and then look at our lives now mm-hmm. we have a lot of stuff that star trek just decided oh this is a neat idea let's just do this Like they, they, uh, fuck our smartphones, are tricorders, the ability to just talk to a computer and play any song you want. Like these are things that are little minimal things or even self-driving cars or whatever. These are all things that Star Trek... It's aspirational. It's aspirational. These are aspirations that Star Trek put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Wakanda is more because we're not looking at like I'm not looking at uh, you know uh, <laughs> trains that can transport vibranium because that's not a thing. But like the but the but
2: considering what's been going on to Amtrak lately,
1: yeah, oh god, we could use some yeah improvement yeah. in that area. hundred percent. But like the, the 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 great thing about Wakanda is I feel like it's not going to focus on this micro level. It's going to start getting. And, and and I hope and I do think with the with the cultural impact that this film is set to have, it will start more of a chain reaction, hopefully, of like starting to think about, you know, real world African nations, not even depend. None of them are Wakanda, of course. Wakanda is a fake place, mm-hmm. but it, it gives it puts there's something about putting it into the global narrative, even if it's fiction. Like yeah, absolutely something the idea I, I, that that can exist.
0: I think the most important thing there is the thing that that Steve said, which is the the idea that it was a non-colonized country. Yeah. That, that that to me is the the you know the technology thing is yeah, it's all science fiction fantasy. Yeah, and, and I'm not be, talking about yeah. that aspect yeah, in, in regards it, to Star this,
1: Trek. I'm just talking about the idea.
0: Yeah, but the idea that it was this non-colonized place, and then. I think you know. There's something. There's something beautifully ironic in the in the notion that um, this non-colonized country that is the most technologically advanced will come to the the first the, <laughs> the most powerful first world country to deal with our inner slums. You know, like it's like it's yeah. like there's it, it, something I- I beautifully ironic about that. Um, and I don't know if the film intentionally lands in that way it, because it is an American film. You know, that's what it has to deal with. Sure. sure. But it, but there's something sort of beautifully wonderful about that. If you read again, there was a, a UN report recently about poverty in America and how America, you know, like there are levels of poverty in America that are unheard of in, in other places, in, uh, in second or third world countries. Sure. Um, and I, so the, I kind of, I like the kind of, um, the The relationship to a political reality that this film has. Now, I still think there are, you know, there are the problems of cinema of 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 all Marvel movies. There are problems, you know, and I, and I do think the first forty minutes of this film are, you know, Form a No, no, it's not form They're just to me the problem is is that they're dull and they're uninteresting in the way that Killmonger.
1: Yeah, is. see, I disagree.
0: You know, like they're they, they kind of don't do anything oh, for me. Well, this actually sets it up.
1: Sorry, the the no, I'm I wanna, I'm agreeing with you in a sense of of sort of why you feel this way. I, right. I, because so for instance, we talked about how you felt like you just sort of like knew T'Challa, like he's just gonna do the main dude stuff, and he's gonna. He's That's kinda, not what I said. Uh, what you said something along those lines. I you just said th- about I, the I, main I, character goes through a very similar plot line throughout the thing. Steve actually said that. Oh, okay. OK, I'm sorry. Um, the thing that I was saying was
0: that I think the the chase scene to get claw is is doesn't doesn't it actually isn't relevant to what was important in this in this film, which is Killmonger's journey. And 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 <laughs> I think the even I found the the um you know, the 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 champ, the the championing to 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 find who's king kind of. I was a little confused by that because I was like, oh, is the black, do do you become the Black Panther when you win that or because he seemed to be the Black Panther already?
2: Um, Well, I think with that, they were more or less pulling from actual uh, tribal history. Right.
0: But, but, but I, but I mean, you know, like just sort of on a, on a sort of logic level is, do you, does the person who wins that right become the Black Panther then why is yes. why is the child of the Black Panther already?
1: Because he had to. Be, he became the Black Panther. What there needed well, his to father be. Father was the first one. Yeah. Right. So uh, then, as, as but but his ascension, father is no
0: longer the Black Panther. Well, his father's dead.
1: Right.
2: So so he automatically ascension, part of the ascension process. I gathered was yeah. that it opens up the other tribes to say, "All right, anybody else want to challenge?" Right. Or, or would he, he going to go with Sebastian?
0: Again, this is sort of like trivial and it doesn't really matter. But it was like <laughs> he seemed to be the Black Panther already, and I was kind of like asking questions, like, "What is the Black Panther? What is the Black Panther's role in Wakandan society?" He's the
1: protector of Wakanda. Okay, both physical
2: and and as a figurehead. In, in ter- and as a figurehead. Okay, but and he's also the king you, sometimes, yes. and yeah. not all. not and also, just to, yeah. just to give you yeah. a little little little. Backup Mm -hmm. history, just something that was Mm -hmm. depicted in a couple, I want to say it was in a couple of books, and then Mm -hmm. Reggie Hudlin actually put it in the BET Mm -hmm. uh, cartoon series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Captain America. Yeah. Um, Mm T'Chaka. Actually, uh, those two actually had a little head bump incident uh, when Captain America apparently stumbled on some Nazis who were about to break into Wakanda. Mm -hmm. And... Captain America was going to handle things one way. T'Chaka ended up handling it another way. Mm-hmm. Uh T'Chaka ends up beating Captain America's ass and then saying, uh, by the way, this is the last time I want to see you right. anywhere in this vicinity. Right. Um, and it's only, and it, it, this is only in a cartoon version yeah. uh, that's, you know, aired on B E T and everything else like that. But the thing is, he's responsible for answering physical threats he's resp- like the buck it's one of those things where the buck stops the
0: there. buck stops here and and you he know. is and that that notion that wakanda is isolated and 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 kept private is is part of his role yeah i'm guessing yeah. even though he kind of jumps out at the beginning of the film to rescue some slave traders i'm guessing well he was
2: rescuing it that that was the other part about that um you know and it's like as guys i think we forget that you know, you're bringing your old lady to see the movie, she's got to have somebody to latch on to too. Right. So, you know, it's like, he was, he was rescuing his ex-girlfriend and right. not even rescuing, I mean, not rescuing just literally because, wanting her back for his ascension I'm,
0: right i'm really waiting for the supercut of him saying i never freeze cut to um arnold schwarzenegger from batman and robin saying chill out <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i just want to see nice. that <laughs> supercut.
2: but you should probably make it yeah, i should <laughs> probably it. make it you should probably do that yeah, yeah. 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 exactly but you know y- you got to give like all of these things need some kind of a love interest thing or else it just becomes guy doing guy shit yeah yeah you know so i, I you know it's like when and, and i will say i was not crazy about all of the fight choreography in no, that particular I mean, scene yeah which was in
1: the in the ascension scene no in no the no beginning. no. uh
2: the, oh, the ninja first, scene. <clears throat> right yeah because it was a little choppy well, that's was, batman
1: that's batman style nonsense
2: but even still it's like like with the krav maga stuff in the in the chris uh, Christopher Nolan movies I was able to make sense out of those movies. in two out of three
1: you were the first one you didn't see shit <laughs> That's true. All right, yes, they cut around a no, lot. No, but I,
0: I agree with you in terms of the fight choreography. I found, like, especially around the 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 battle on the river, the the fight, the challenging on the river. Right.
2: I found I found that kind of like. Oh, I found that really uh, really un, powerful.
0: Un, un, uninteresting. Uh, I I have to say as well, like
2: uh, what well, am I I f- found that was very basic and mm. and very guttural and. I think it
0: was you, just my problem was it was cut in a way that didn't give us the best viewpoint of everything that was happening didn't give us the best impact
1: I think it did I think it gave us the most uh, visceral in that moment because there's a lot of times when the cameras literally splashing around in the water sort of with you and yeah are you getting the fullest most clearest thing no but I felt like I was more in the fight than if they were like doing these really sort of clean, then
2: it was like HBO
1: like I felt, I felt covered it, yeah, it was just a, two guys going at each other with weapons and eventually fists, right, uh, on the edge of a waterfall, and that's pretty compelling in and my a guy brain. Like much bigger than the yeah. hero, yeah. So. Uh, but the the way that they shot it, even though the fight itself, I don't think the choreography was the most mind boggling shit I've ever seen. It was solid choreography sure. shot in a very personal way that made me that, that made the fight, even though it was one of the more basic fights in the movie, mm-hmm. feel really like shit. I'm in here and made mm-hmm. me feel again like I got to go back to that feeling of. Cynical me. I know he I know is gonna win this shit, but yeah. like in the moment, exactly. I was I found myself, I was I was holding an umbrella because I didn't want it to slip or fall, and I found myself like gripping it harder. And I was like, what this is the most basic fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it 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 got me. Um something I do want to bring up though, uh, and I guess sorry, I I, I equated to Sheer, but it was actually your point about how uh T'Challa himself is just sort of um he's the main character in these, if it's Batman, if it's whoever, it's da 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 Eventually. If they're the stoic sort of, they're always going to try to do the right thing type character, mm-hmm. it can get a little old. Or stale. Absolutely. But this is something that I feel like uh Black Panther, the film, does incredibly well, is it surrounds him with crazy, interesting, not and I don't mean crazy as an in insane, I mean just very interesting very other strong. characters. Yes. I mean, I was this gonna supporting
2: say supporting cast was deep. It's yeah, is it good. Sydney
0: Sydney uh is it Sydney Lowell or Marisha Juliet Abney? I, one of the, the, war, the, the, the general general, uh, uh, I okay. I okay. Right? Was it w- whatever her name is the the bold headed general Michonne from Walking Dead yeah. is, it, is that is that Michonne from Walking yes. Dead Yeah, I did Danai not Guerrera. know that yeah. I did not know that. That was Um She like she was far and away my favorite character in this. I was like I was just, killed absolutely. I was on board for and like and the point is is also in terms of the fight choreography. Her her fight scene in the casino was no. far that more. Was in, it was yeah, great. That, that was, was that was a fight scene I was on board for, yeah. and I was like yes. I'm I'm cool with
1: this, and I want to see this. Letitia right for me. Uh, As, uh, was, Shuri? was, the, was Shuri. the standout for me. I was like, God, side note, I'm gonna nerd out real quick with SVP here. I'm so sorry, but mm. the I want, if in phase four, if Iron Man dies in, in Infinity War and all this mm. stuff, then I basically becomes... want her to become Iron Man. I want her to be the surrogate RiRi to become fucking Iron Man, because that would make total sense. It would. Uh, it, anyway. That's what she said. I
0: guess the only thing there was I was like, uh, you know the thing I was most disappointed about? Oh was that she has this sort of uh q was it Q or m from james bond role? i can't remember q. which is q is the uh m is, is the boss no, q is, G is G the G tech yeah, yeah. she has that thing and i was like the uh, the sneakers i was like we never saw those in action <laughs> No, it was like a whole thing but it that. was such a good joke it was it was it a great was. thing but it, it was, was like joke. but i was like oh because because i guess part of me was like what trying to figure out what is black panther's thing and we kind of I, I feel like i i i felt more about what Black Panther's thing was in terms of like his fighting style, his abilities mm-hmm. in civil war than I did in this film.
1: I feel like they set it up well. I feel like they yeah, didn't but really in need civil to... war.
0: You know what I mean? Like I was like, but oh is he is he kind of like a a sneak you know, he's like a he's a Panther. He sneaks up he sneaks up on high. You know, yeah. like he's got sneakers that are silent. You know, like he can do all and I was like, oh we didn't really see that and again,
1: I was I was kind of glad that they didn't really make a huge deal out of what his powers were because I feel like we see that all the time with a lot of different stuff like he's just a super powered human that has some great tech that we can put into sort of he's he's I mean he's Batman with superhuman strength that's what he is right. uh, I go with that yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I also love well, uh, no, I feel like I've been just heaping praise on this film I'd like to say something in regards to the certain section we're talking about now that I felt was a little bit droning and that was and this is such a a minor gripe but it was exposition for exposition's sake happened every once in a while and by that sure. I mean we have the whole cue moment where they're talking about kinetic energy in the suit and we have a demonstration of it and it's great and it's fucking cool and you're like whoa and I'm like cool this is the snake moment that I've gotten now where it explains all the tech ah. and now I can just watch the tech and enjoy what's happening yeah. and then the scene in uh, South Korea happens on the bridge mm-hmm. and she's driving the car like, with the hologram and she's literally narrating his powers to him again yeah. and that's just a fault in the script. I think I did like the
0: absorbing the thing. I, no, I wish it kind of like used in a sort of more un- interesting way, I but I liked it. But I
1: understood the absorbing kinetic energy ability of his suit in the lab when they explained it to me the first time. Right. The second time they explained it, I was just like, she's like, literally, it was like a tutorial in a video game where she's yeah, like, great. You know what? You're
2: charged up now. Go. Yeah. But you know what? I, all I'm going to say, and I hope this doesn't come across as condescending to anybody, but everybody's not us. Like no. sometimes I think you need to re rein- and fair, fair, Sometimes you need I, to I, reinforce things because sometimes people don't catch things. Because I got to tell you, I don't know how many times I get into conversations and no, you're right. I'm you're being right. asked, but wait, how's he able to do? that? <laughs> yeah. <da, da>, <laughs> and I'm like, hold up, you didn't hear that? No, I guess you didn't because you were eating popcorn. You were looking shit. at your phone. You're right, exactly. So the, you know uh, the
0: only thing, the only counterpoint I would say to that is that that um. Occasionally, I, I I didn't notice it as badly in this mo- in this movie. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. occasionally, once or twice. Uh, occasionally, it can feel like you're 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 going for the cheap seats, and and I and I sometimes I, you I, have I to, I guess. But I don't I don't like that feeling. That I, I think the audience should catch up to mm-hmm. movies, not that the not that the movie should I, catch I, up to the I'm audience. You know what you. I mean? I yeah. with you
1: on that. I agree However, on a theoretical level, yeah. but
0: in a practical
1: level, However, it's just not going to happen. Sometimes, right.
0: yeah. Sometimes you need to exp- like it. It it's also could be one of those things they get into the edit. And like you, you play out that scene, and everyone's going, "I don't understand how this tick works." Yeah. and so they have to, re- they have to do it know, again.
1: They do it again. Um, so, other, exactly. I, I'm just trying to think of other. And like, there's literally the, the gripes I have with this film are so minuscule. Like, there was a couple green screens that looked a little weak. Like, yeah, oops. I, I
2: actually, to
0: be honest, with you, the 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 <laughs> fighting. Ar- I didn't No, well, the fighting that.
1: around yeah. the um around
0: the water uh, where they do this thing, w- which which I think most modern green screens do, which is that they overexpose the sky, so the sky is actually fully exposed. While seeing a fully lit face. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just that you, you just, it just highlights the green screen. It's sort of got this HDR feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's what you would do in photography. I and I was like, and like part of that just makes the the sort of unrealism of it and, kind of fall into play.
1: And my last gripe is also a compliment, which is a weird sort of thing. I feel like the relationship between uh, Okoya and uh, Wakabe. Mm -hmm. Uh, basically Michonne and the the other tribe leader and get uh, out uh, yeah (laughs) uh, was was um, I love that they were involved and I love the moment at the end where she chooses country over her husband I thought that was fucking dope as shit but like were they married I thought they were just lovers I think well I don't know if they were I don't know their I don't know I'm not stalking their Facebooks I don't know their status (laughs) but they're in a relationship yeah Um, I wish like but we only know that they're in we never see them Together at all, sort of like in a, in a in a more intimate moment, they're always just sort of like looking at each other and saying, "My love, and yeah. I get it uh I would have liked to see a little more if they're if we're going to go down that road and and try to have that moment, which I really liked, I think it could have been emphasized more if we just got a little bit more of them sort of together, maybe even like together in a nice way, and then starting the debate that they sort of fell apart from
2: well yeah. now you're you're diving into you know, how much black sexuality people are ready for. Right. That's a, yeah, that's an uh, interesting And I know y- and you're obviously okay with it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know.
1: It's, it's get, I get, yeah. Uh, and, I, and, I,
2: I, and at the end of the day, let's not forget and you know, just addressing, you know, how you, you know, earlier how you were mentioning how some of your directors, your favorite directors get swallowed up when, you know, yeah. they end up in these franchises these things are franchise. Yeah. yeah, and they come with rules uh-huh. and going back to Ava <laughs> DuVernay walking yeah. off. Yeah. A lot of that probably had to do with being swallowed up mm-hmm. in the, fr- you know, and, and, you know, and she, and she what, probably what? did not, she, there was probably some little thing she wanted to do early on. And Marvel was like, at ah, that, 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 yeah. That doesn't help set up Infinity War. What yeah, are you yeah. talking about? Well, you right. know, another
0: actually another point about this is, is the thing that you mentioned uh, <clears throat> earlier as well was that I like that this this felt the story felt self contained in a way that actually. It wasn't like in um, which was it one of the one of the recent Marvel films we were uh, where a big destruction thing was happening. You were just like, well, why aren't Iron Man or Captain America helping out in this scenario? You know, I think mm. I think it might have been Captain America or something like that. I can't remember which movie. It might have
1: been, uh, been Winter Soldier. you are like, why isn't Tony Stark fighting with the, the, the Triskelion? Yeah, 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 exactly, or, or something like that. I like,
0: but but the the fact that Iron Man, Captain America, all the other heroes aren't involved in this story mm. is both. Poignant because because uh, black stories don't get told to other people, yep. and 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 relevant because it's a story about a, an isolated um, yep. it makes country sense. that 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 doesn't it, it hasn't exposed itself, and then it will by the end of the film. So the story arc actually makes complete sense systematically and, th- and thematically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 I like and I like the idea um uh, that this film operates on that level where 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 the Infinity Stone thing. Doesn't even matter. Nope. And I, I love that it doesn't even matter. And I love that that mm-hmm. you know, like, and and the the point that I want to make there is the after credit, the post credit sequence. When it got to that post credit sequence, I was like, why are we doing this? Like, like, why not? I. I, I but it's just like it's, it's there for the people that want. It's literally yeah, it's, not, it's in like, yeah, it's not in the film. Yeah, it's not in the film. I didn't hate it, but yeah. it was like, but it was like,
1: uh, eh, I liked you know. it a lot. I liked it because, and they even, you know, and I really loved the 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 most uh, integration of the other Marvel films into this thing was when they bring. Um, Friggin, uh, one of the hobbits there <laughs> back, uh,
0: oh, uh, um, uh, Martin, uh, Martin, uh, Martin Freeman uh, yeah. was, uh,
1: was Bilbo. I, yeah, yeah. Uh. The the, when they bring him back and his sister's like, oh, you brought me another white boy to fix or something like that. And I was like, yeah, because Bucky's there. Like, I liked it because they reference it, but they don't we don't see him in a tube. We don't like it's just he's not that's not a thing. It's just a nice thing. And then when they brought it and she's the one that sort of is there when he wakes up. I liked that as a sort of closing moment. I
0: guess I liked I liked it in uh, in uh, Spider-Man when they when he got to the end credit and it was like, you guys are still here. You know, like that—that uh, that was that was kind of fun for me. Whereas this right. was you mean, kind of like—you mean Deadpool? No, when Captain America. Oh, Captain like, America, yeah. when yeah. you're just waiting and like, yeah, makes fun of it. Yeah, it makes fun of it. Whereas this felt
1: like it went one step back to where we
0: were. I just kind of liked. I kind of liked it, I liked it. Um, uh,
1: and yeah. I liked it that he didn't have any. I don't know. I just I, I like. I'm I'm psyched to see Sebastian Stain as a unprogrammed Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is is best character when he's not. Being brainwashed and stupid. Anyway, uh, that was just a nice little uh, it was a I, it was a sprinkle of Yeah, And
2: and you have to <clears throat> again, because uh, it's the last movie before Infinity War, I almost felt it was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it I wouldn't have died without it, obviously. No. I wouldn't have been on fucking Twitter like, oh, this is bullshit, you know. <laughs> we have to tie into Infinity War. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't have been all outraged or whatever, but sure. I definitely um you know, I, I I appreciate it. Yeah. Let's well, say one
0: that. thing I wanted to mention uh, just before we start closing out is yeah. the real MVP, I think, uh, behind the scenes of all of this is Forrest Whitaker. Because without mm. Forrest Whitaker, um Ryan Coogler's career doesn't exist. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Coogler. Uh, well, all right. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Coogler was at USC film school. Uh, when he got called into a meeting with um, uh, Forest Whitaker's company, mm-hmm. and he gets in there and he's pitching a bunch of stories, he, st- he like after this meeting he has to go back to class. Okay, and and Forest is sitting there and he's seen only a short film that Ryan Kuglu's made. Ryan Kuglu pitches Fruitvale Station. Mm. Forrest Whitaker says. Okay, I'm in. Let's make this. He handshakes him, walks out the door, and that's the beginning of Ryan Coogler's career. One meeting, Forrest Whitaker sees this guy, says, "I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna give back to the community. I want this movie to be made." And he, Ryan Coogler didn't even have a script at that point for for a Fruitvale Station, mm. so he has to go back to class and you're like at USC, and he's suddenly like writing <laughs> writing a screenplay that Forrest Whitaker has you know agreed to. Um, um, produced well, and, shit and and that so you know far and I think you know that the the reason I bring that story up is, is this, and it's important to what this film is and why it exists and why it's important is this is that that moment in Ryan Coogler's life and career is echoed in the final scene of this film mm-hmm. where Black Panther comes back to the community and, you know, like, installs uh, a good basketball court, says, I'm going to buy this building, I'm going to buy this building, and we're going to do outreach, and we're going to help people. And uh, there's this wonderful story, uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, after the premiere of this, went to uh, a community college community college filmmaking uh, school and announced a grant. And it's just, it's just this wonderful idea that, you know, like, uh, it's it's, again, that thing that I kind of, I, I want these films to have, especially when they have a talented filmmaker at the helm, is I don't want that talent. And, and this this is a critical point for Ryan Coogler as a filmmaker. Again, mm-hmm. he's only 31 years old. This is only his third film. You don't want to see him swallowed up by this thing and get his his, his, his you know, like the things that make him interesting taken away. I don't away. think it will, because and, he, he no.
1: brought the interesting things to this
0: movie. Yeah, and I think, you know, and that's that point is that I think, you know, he brought what was interesting to him and made it, but it wasn't just... It wasn't just like a visual thing it wasn't just like a, a little side thing it's actually what the film is is mm-hmm. about yeah. and and so you know to me you know again if you just trace that back to forest whitica who's in this film it's just one of those smart decisions those things that change people's lives and it's just a it's a i love that story and i love that that's that that, a great story that's, i had no idea that the, yeah. happened that's wow. so cool yeah that that's where this ended up that's <laughs> amazing you know from that meeting to to Black Panther. yeah yeah
1: well, I mean, do you wanna do you, sure, you wanna do final thought or do you just wanna and we'll I'll do it, then SVP can take us home?
0: Uh quick final thought. Again, I think, you know, the movie suffers from the Marvel problems that I've always kind of talked and hopped on about, but those are irrelevant compared to what the power of what this movie can do and can bring to people. Um, and for that, it's it's worth seeing um, on its own.
1: Yeah. Uh, I absolutely fell in love with it. All the things that <laughs> Jared seems to not like in these films. Obviously, you all know by now that I really like them. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that, I mean, this is definitely one of the best Marvel films and it, it could be the best. Uh, you know, I always, I'm always wary to say it like right after I've seen it because I'm like, I don't want it to any new Marvel film to be like, it's the best. And then like, you know, you have to, you have to percolate on it, but I will say it is a hundred percent, um, you know, d- definitely the most meaningful, uh, I think Marvel film that they have released. Um, and that's to a subset of people that I am not a uh, part of. Like, it's just, it's, but it's, it's. I don't know. It's just it was so nice to see a a a beautiful competent beyond competent just just amazing piece of action cinema have something to say uh handle all of its bits and pieces with respect and sort of just and 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 craftsmanship and and the ability I, I'm psyched that that now A feeling that I have probably taken for granted since I was a little kid, like seeing characters, seeing Iron Man or Spider-Man is really my my Mm -hmm. my cup of tea. Um, Yeah, Uh, seeing these characters and growing up with them and and having them be sort of a bit of an inspiration. And yeah, Spider-Man's a white dude or Peter Parker's a white dude, I should say. Miles Morales, obviously notwithstanding. But the the I'm I'm psyched knowing that like now other kids can have an experience that I had that they should have had a long time ago. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it was very moving for me. And I, uh, and from even just that set again, I'm outside of the subset, but like I'm psyched for that to exist. And I'm psyched that Marvel decided to, uh, to go the direction that it did. And this is an example I feel like of look, Marvel's a machine, right? Yeah. Just hundred percent of machine. And then uh movie, Bob friend of the show, movie Bob did a whole video on what it actually means like that, that there's this giant cultural movement shift thing from a film that Disney owns is Disney has ostensibly bought our childhood. <laughs> are they now in the, and this is who knows this will be for time to tell. Are they now buying a specific movement or, or are they, are they dipping their toe into doing that? Now I always stand from the standpoint of you have to weigh good versus ill on on these sort of things like you look at even um defiant girl like in front of the Bull in wall street the little statue right uh that's a piece of corporate art that's owned by a fucking firm like mm-hmm. but people have adopted it and made it mean something beyond what it was installed to do now what is what's where do you derive your importance from is it where it originated which which was sort of to make money and 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 capitalize on a feeling that's already there or or is the value what's more valuable the actual value that people start taking away from it and the meaning that it it, it affects their lives and sort of goes into society with mm-hmm. so there's there's an interesting argument there i always fall on the point of and and bring it back to black panther black panther in my eyes the film is doing far more good for society as a whole than even its its roots of this is an action movie made to build money off of off of whatever uh, and I think the the good that it can do far outweighs its origins. If that, if th- this specific film. I think origins. the reason
0: there is that the ending is not about fighting. It's about diplomacy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's kind of why yeah. this anyway it, I, matters more to me than wonder woman did. And, uh,
1: yeah, I also think there's something Wonder Woman, uh, this is the point, sorry, I got my points confused before. Wonder Woman I think is not as effective um, in, in this regard too is because the conflict in which Wonder Woman happens, we are not experiencing, like the, the, the troubles of that, we are not experiencing legitimately today. Correct. Uh, Wonder Woman is a uh, uh, and it's so strange that World War one seems like so long ago but 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 these the, the things that we experience in the in the the cultural relevances that Black Panther brings to light are today you walk out of the theater and you're in that world so mm-hmm. so that I think is another reason why and uh, but I do like what you just said sort of at the end there too
0: I, I just want to point out before we give SVP the final word there is that it's interesting that and this is something I'm doing as well actively is that we we put a lot of emphasis on a film like Wonder Woman and Black Panther, to to basically bear the weight of social burden, yeah. which we don't do for for Spider Man, Captain America, uh, Iron Man, and those sorts of films. And it's kind of interesting that that these films have to bear that weight mm-hmm. because they're isolated and they're and they're unique and they're and and they're they're a form of representation that doesn't exist. Yeah. So right. I I hope that conversation. <laughs> evolves and we don't have to do that like i i do i think the fundamental flaw with the spider-man homecoming film is it should have been the miles morales film yeah um but yeah anyway it's just it's just an interesting thought that i think i'm actively engaging in as well Mm -hmm. which is unnecessary
1: anyway svp take us home black panther final thoughts final thoughts
2: uh black panther again just sort of reflecting back you know everything that we've already covered uh there's power there's pride. Uh, look. If 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 anything, if any takeaway of any of this is, it, it's that representation matters, and you know that's what this is what people have been pulling for for a very long time. Uh, I'm so happy that it was executed as well as it was. Uh, on a personal note, you know, it, it, it's. I just hope that the conversation does not end with the movie and doesn't end with cosplay and doesn't end with uh okay so that was great on to the next thing in a couple of months like uh we we talked about how this is going to have some far-reaching repercussions Mm -hmm. and people are going to take certain social cues from this uh i'm really looking forward to that yeah especially in response to you know like we've kind of been hinting around you know the the, the current administration in the white house yeah you know, it, it, it's like in a lot of ways, in a lot of subtle ways, this was a a a middle finger to all of that, mm-hmm. and I'm on board with that. Yeah, obviously, if you follow my Facebook. <laughs> um, so you know, all I'm all I'm going to end up saying here is, is I'll just end up repeating my, you know, you guys, you know, what you all just said, and you know what I've already said. It's uh, it's a movement it's more than just a movie at this point. Um, and I just hope that we build upon it and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's it. I'm just, I'm happy the movie's out. Uh, and it deserves every fucking dime it gets.
1: Yeah, all right. There so, we go. This if, has been the only podcast about the film Black Panther. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, this has been a podcast. Don't don't destroy our life. We are we are we
0: live in a Wakanda-sized bubble where do. where there no other podcast exists. We do. Uh, yeah, we
1: we no other film, a film podcast. Smaller than that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we are not technologically advanced. No, we are not. We are not technologically advanced at all. SVP, thank you so much for coming and and chatting all things Black Panther with well, us. Well, thank you for. Having having me Uh, when you are not gracing us with your presence where can folks find you all around the interweb
2: oh wow well obviously uh steven van patten facebook i just use my government name nothing too fancy there (laughs) uh let's see uh instagram and twitter i'm at svp thinks yep Um, and of course, uh, if anybody's interested in any of the novels I've ever written, you can find them at www.laughingblackvampire.com or Amazon, of course.
1: That is, uh, Brookwater's Curse and Killer Genius are your two, uh, series currently. Currently.
2: Uh, and what about Beef, uh, Beef, Wine and Shining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I do have a podcast (laughs) also with, uh, three other lovely people, uh, Mark Abbott, Kirk Johnson, and Taryn Lopez, uh, they join me, uh, and we go over similar uh, issues. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> 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 not quite, not quite, not quite, even though we will probably hash out some Black Panther with Black Lightning and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. Uh, and that's at uh, the Beef Wine. Best Way to Find That, Beef Wine and Shenanigans, uh, on Blog Talk or uh, on Facebook.
1: Yeah. And again, I'm sorry to circle back to Brookwater's Curse. Anyone who likes uh fucking great, I guess I'd call it horror action, I uh, I'd, I'd say of a blade ilk, yep. um the the uh Brookwater's Curse series, all three books are phenomenal and you should check those out. You can get those on Amazon and stuff still too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So check that out. Uh Shahir, when you are not uh, I don't know. What am I doing? I don't what am I doing? know. What are you doing? Yeah. This, uh, when, you are not, when you are not focusing on past the first 40 minutes of a particular film, where can folks find you? I'm
0: always I, focusing. I, I only watch the first 40 minutes of any film. <laughs> <laughs> That's And after that, if you haven't got me, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, you're like, fuck it. Yeah, uh, you, can, uh, you can catch the first 40 minutes of anything I've made, <laughs> which doesn't amount to 40 minutes, on my website at www.shahirdowd.com That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D dot <laughs> com. Matt, Between us, I'll take the first 40, you take the back 40. Where can people find you? You can
1: find my back 40 at matthewkroll.com. That's M A T T H E W K R O L.com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor the number four P R E Z on Instagram or Emperor M S K on Twitter. You can also email us at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. What did you think of Black Panther? Uh, Do you agree or disagree with any of the things uh, any of uh, the the two illustrious gentlemen and my whatever the hell I am said on this podcast? Uh, Please let us know there. Also, you can tweet us at onlymoviepod. Also, Give us those iTunes reviews. Let us know what you're thinking uh, about us. And again, I, I do want to say, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you've made it through this hour and a half talk about a film uh, and, and you're still kicking, uh, tell a friend. Share tell the friend love. About us. Share the love. And uh, yeah, I guess we will. Uh, you will hear us all uh, next week. Maybe. Maybe. No, Maybe. you know what? We'll be there. We're, all, we're always there.
0: Do you think that people don't listen uh, because we're in Wakanda and we're just broadcasting within Wakanda? What
1: <laughs> what how does that how does that do
0: anything? I'm just saying. I'm like I'm all on board with this Wakanda thing. I I'm thought like, we were in a story. Yeah, uh, is Astoria uh, is a story. A story is like it's own is, mini Wakanda, you yeah. know. It we've is developed, not. Astoria, We've developed in a story we've developed the best baklava that you can I'm possibly need some have. i sneakers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. might need some sneakers. Uh, sneaky
1: sneakers. All right, we'll see. I don't know where this developed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So long. I live by my own. I live by
2: my own.